Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kigongo. With me on this episode is Jason from Frozen and Carbonite and Mike Munzenreiter. This week, we're talking about Cater Silla's move from Vans to the swoosh. But first, we gotta talk about the Sodi race. Yes, folks, it's that time of year where skate media gets flooded by a wave of parts by skaters who are contending for the coveted title of Thrasher's Skater of the Year. In the same week, we got blessed with not one, but two heavy-hitting parts. A surprise joint, Atlantic Drift part from UK brethren Tom Knox, and Mason Silva's fourth solo joint of the year, this time for Spitfire Wheels. Jason, I guess Sodi Push is definitely a thing now, and it's looking like a two-person race. Vegas odds, who got this, and why? Well, I mean... If you look at the Thrasher brand and like the uh, the Sodi, and the, if you look at the history, I mean, obviously uh, Mason, like is that because uh, he adheres to the insane terrain philosophy that you know the Thrasher editorial staff seems to prefer. But uh, first of all, I just want to say I want to preface this by saying Kevin Bradley really should be Sodi. He's the best best skater, best first person. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Right off the bat. But uh, yeah, this Sodi is, is really just this two-person race or whatever. It's really just a battle of uh, philosophies. You know what I mean? Like, Mason is definitely a push-it-to-the-limit type of guy. Like, how fast can I go? How far can I ollie over bump to bar? You know what I mean? How gnar is this shit I just did? Uh, Tom Knox, it, this is the, it's the biggest cliche in the book, but, like, this skating is, like, art. Like, this is also hmm. the biggest cliche, but, like, you know... The streets are, I'm an artist and the streets are my canvas. Like, but that, like, that's literally what he does. Like, if you uh, watch that out there video from February when he was on the cover, like, he'll like talk you through his whole process of like, basically, like, we'll start at the top of a hill and he'll do a line through a whole like, Patrick, what, uh, you help me out here. What do you call like housing projects in England? Oh, council estate. Yeah, he'll do a <laughs> line like down through the whole fucking council estate. Oh and he like talked you through it like oh do you hear and like we had to come here in the middle of the night cut out part so and like yeah but the mason part was gnar he's had four gnarly parts you know but uh you watch him and you're like that was some crazy shit that's he's really fucking pushing the limits you know but um the tom knox part it kind of really like just based on the response on twitter and slapping every twitter and um slapping everything it kind of hit people like on a different like more visceral level you know what i mean people that you know what I mean? More even like on an emotional level for some reason. I don't know. Just because of like the way the whole thing was put together. I think it was you the know? surprise element. I think it was the fact that it kind of came out of nowhere, right? Kind of like if you ever watched like, yeah. horse racing or dog racing, like, oh my God, such and such, Pi oh my is coming up from behind. Pi oh my might just take it. Shout out Pi oh my. It was a <laughs> fucking <laughs> horse. <laughs> Mike, who do you think's got this? Who's got, who's, who? Is it really a two-person race? I mean, I had been handing out Sodi bucks on Twitter for a little while now. I can't remember how, you know, I can't remember if I handed out any Sodi bucks like more than a month and a half ago. But um, I think the the names that I was able to come up with were uh, Francesco Villani. Found out his full first name is Francesco from his uh, New Balance teammate Davis Ferguson on Twitter. So thank you, Davis. Uh, so Villani, Tom Knox, Mason Silva. Miles Silvas. I think Mason Silva has it in the bag, but there is a really interesting case to be made for Tom Knox. And, you know, if we're doing our 150 people skate Twitter bubble, like everybody is tripping on that Tom Knox part and for good reason. Because I think it's that, let's say, Venn diagram of like relatability plus incredibly difficult shit being done on a skateboard. That's also relatable. So yeah, you cross those things, you cross those bubbles, those Vens. Shout out Mr. Ven, whoever came up with this. <laughs> but uh Dr. Ben. Like you can relate to Tom Knox's skating in such a way where it's that ground is rough. I could skate that ledge, but I couldn't 50-50 it, grind the upper ledge and then like spin the whole time and then grind the lower ledge down. Yes, that was that was the one thing like Patrick said that was like, no, I literally was literally like no way, you know what I mean? Like, totally out of nowhere. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it's, and, and I think, like, Mason is incredible and has absolutely done it with, like, this avalanche of footage. 
he's like reshaped his sponsors to things that you know frankly are more hardcore more of the streets he's done it with this calicentric calicentric i'm running with that calicentric skating where it's definitely like pandemic year and it's sick he's not skating known spots all that that much kicking ass but uh yeah he's gonna win but i think there's there's a lot of there's there's much to be said about some of the other runner uh, runners up and i know it wasn't on the the frankie villani podcast but like that part was also excellent i just don't think you can win it even if you're tom knox with a 10 minute part i don't think you can win it in a, in a, in a single blow really Patrick, i don't know <laughs> well, here's the there's um there's a little bit of Richmond in Mason's part. There's um what's the statue that everybody started skating earlier this year? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that the um the prints of the Jeb Stewart statue that was removed. I had to look that up. Yeah, but like I think, the base of the yeah you statue with an arm, upper decker back tail. Yeah, must and I don't even know how he got the speed to do that. But I, I guess what's weird is that it almost feels like maybe. You know, Mason switching up his sponsors, right? Like he got off, you know, he got on Real, he got on Nike SB, he got on Huff Clothing, he's dropped these four amazing parts. You almost have to wonder, right? Is there any sort of other analog in other sports, right? Because most of the awards for, say, for example, MVP, Rookie of the Year, you know, that's heavily, heavily, heavily stat based, right? And with skating, it's totally different. It can be. It's so opaque. It's not transparent. We have no idea what the decision-making process actually looks like, right? And in some years, it's super obvious, right? Like Tyshawn, with Tyshawn, Tyshawn, because he was skating to, not only because he put out a ton of footage in the run-up to Sodi, but because he skated to Rick Ross, followed by Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan in the same (laughs) part, like, you knew you were going to get hyped up, you know? You knew you were going to, like, the first bars of the Rick Ross song. But here's the other thing, though. With Tom Knox, you guys are right. It's super relatable, right? And there was a bit of a conversation amongst folks on Twitter about London and skating because the weather's not so great and some parts of uh, the city, the ground is not, so, is not so wonderful and spots are few and far between. If you're used to a certain type of, I'm going to a spot, I'm going to stay there for hours. But if you grew up skating anywhere on the East Coast or any place that's not California, London looks dope. You're just like, yo, I could do that. And those streets look really little. I could probably get a street gap trip you know, uh, trick. And I guess I really appreciate the surprise and also like real talk, all of these parts coming out right now in this year of 2020 with the pandemic raging, right? Like it's been a godsend. Like this is, this is the stuff that's been keeping me sane. I don't know about y'all, but thank you skateboarding for coming through because I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know what I would do without, without all these parts coming out at once because, you know, I could do like a viewing every night. There's something new. Real talk. Yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned Tyshawn before. That's the precedent because the year Tyshawn won, like 2018 or 2019 or whatever, like Chris Jocelyn dropped four parts. One was 12 minutes or whatever. But, um, you know, Tyshawn won it anyway, pretty much based on just one part and just the vibe, the energy he was putting out, like this is his moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there is precedent. Now, so if Tom Knox has a case, I'm not a lawyer, but that um, that's the uh, the precedent you can. Tom Knox is also a dad. I think he's what a father, yeah, husband and father of three. Yeah, yeah, they show that in the uh, that out there video. That was cute. Yeah, and you know he does the school run. Um, he spends a lot of time taking care of his kids, in addition to being a pro skater. So he's do- you know this is Tom Knox's part is much much more relatable to those of us who are grown folks, right? This is not a knock on Mason. Oh, yeah. Because eventually everybody gets to this point in their life where skating is not the number one. You have other responsibilities and, you know, life just continuously gets in the way. So skating is a bit like the icing on the cake, right? But I don't know. There's something. There's another thing that Mason has an edge on and it's the music. Real talk. I mean, for putting out four parts this year, four parts with perfectly curated songs from Arthur Russell in the Huff part. Skating to Roxy Music, a Roxy Music deep cut for Nike SB, uh, a Sonic Youth deep cut, like pre-major label Sonic Youth for the real part, and then most recently the Spitfire part, splitting between Swirlies, who are from Boston, and Sleep, who are from Seattle, right? I mean, the music is everything, and y'all know me, I'm a music head, like, 
that's one of the things that stands out to me because with Tom Knox, on the other hand, I was complaining about this earlier, did not like the Fight Bite song. I get it. It's part of the aesthetic. It's part of the vibe for Atlantic Drift. But I am deducting points for that. Like, I, I, does music I'm matter? In terms of, does music matter for the Sodi race, y'all? Uh, I think the uh, what call it? Well, first of all, Patrick is shoegaze music supervision having a moment right now because there was someone skated to ride in some Atlantic Drift video. Someone skated to ride in some other video, and there's this is shoegaze the new uh, house music or whatever, so to speak. Yeah, like in the terms way of, house music wasn't like <laughs> Yeah, in terms of like what is it? In terms of uh, was it Simon Reynolds talks about the nostalgia cycle in his book Retromania? Yeah, it's about right because shoegaze was let's see like eighty eight till about ninety one, ninety two, like peaked with my bloody Valentine's yeah. Loveless. So yeah, like it's perfect for the nostalgia cycle, and I think also. Like back in 2008, My Bloody Valentine got back together. Ride got back together, and I think it was 2015. Slow Dive got back together, 2014. It's like I think this music, that music, is is back on a lot of people's radars, and it's a lot easier to find than it was in say, like when I first got into it, like 2000, 2001. But like Swirlies is deep. Like the fact that people are using American shoegaze, like contemporary American shoegaze from the 1990s, that was happening at the same time as My Bloody Valentine and Ride. That's digging deep. Like, that's dope. I think a couple of other people have used Swirly songs, but not many. And I think it's only recently that their, their catalog has come back, into, come back into print. I saw them a few years back. They were dope. They're super, super loud. But, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's younger music supervisors and filmers just getting into stuff that they may have missed. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the, new, the newest Ride record is pretty solid. If you're, uh, oh, hell yeah. Kind. Those, but, guys are, uh, those guys are dope. But yeah, you're right. It, it's having a moment. But I think, I think for Sodi, the music matters. Any other time of the year, um, you can kind of shrug your shoulders. But if, these are the, if it's the part or the parts that people are going to remember, like, like let's look back uh, at some Sodi's past, like Costin skating to Joe Batan, that was huge, right? I think that contributed to him yeah. getting Sodi that year. That, that joint was classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a whole package thing. Probably more so than ever because it's all video part. Like the print, the print publication, the print aspect of it is like as about um, as minor as it's ever been. Yeah, and I, I I also agree that like the Tom Knox, I'm not nearly as uh, in deep as, as as you two guys, but like the Tom Knox part, what there was like a part of it where it was kind of like all right, I'm vibing with this, and then it was a little too much Atlantic Drift for me, where it's kind of dissonant and more atmospheric than, like, really giving anything to the video yeah. part. And still, the skating was so cool, and, I mean, I, I think the filming, too, is, like, an underrated aspect of all that stuff. I'm uh, missing filmer's name right now. Anybody can jump in Jake, with that. Jacob Harris. Thank you. Harris is amazing where, you know, half the time he's running and you don't even know it, like running with the VX to keep up because he's gone downstairs and then upstairs and all that. Like production value with all that stuff is crazy. But I think the, the music, slight, you, you know, we're going to subtract some points for that. Yeah, how, yeah. Uh, yeah however, I, the, um, the outerwear in the Tom oh. part was uh, stellar. Oh, like, yeah. He had like, he was coming from every angle. He had like the Anorak. He had like the three quarter zip fleece. He had the puffer. He even had the uh, the extremely rare puffer with the hoodie underneath combo. Dang. So yeah. As far yeah. as like that, the, the technical outerwear was outstanding. And like, yeah, like you guys said, he's doing like like um, Mike said, he's doing like Daywan level shit in London. Like he's basically the UK Daywan. Like that three sixty flip to three sixty flip. Ooh, that's, that's yeah, bad. that was another point when I was like, no way, dude. Like, that's right out of the day one playbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, that fakey 360 foot manual to switch eyes from stairs. That's out of the day one playbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? So You bring up a good point about bringing in day one into the conversation because there was an Adidas edit some years ago where it's him in London and it almost felt like he was playing it safe. And I know day one films a lot of his stuff in the South Bay, which is like San Pedro, Long Beach. Um, he often frequents uh, a park in... God, what the hell is that neighborhood called? Harbor City. He's there all the time in the mornings. You know, you have to wonder, like, what would Daywan be like if Daywan was skating Paris or London? 
And I think you kind of get the answer with, with, with Tom Knox. You almost want, you almost wish that there was like, uh, you could revive the whole round two, the whole, you know, day one versus whoever. You could do like day one mm-hmm. versus Tom Knox. That would be like, because, you know, and also it would be cool too, because like they're both dads. You know, they both have like regular, regular, like real yeah, lives yeah. and responsibilities. You know, that would be dope. And also like shout out to Tom Knox. Like, I don't love New Balance's skate shoes, but like, yo, he, he makes them work. I think it's, it's, you're right. Like, Jason, like the outerwear game, I think that might actually nudge him just <laughs> ahead of Mason in certain, like in certain categories. Cause like, yo, like you said, like the rare, the puffer with a hoodie underneath, you know, the three quarter zip up, like, yo, cause like the only place you could do that in, in California is San Francisco, right? And even then it's been a drought for the last, uh, you know, for the last however many yeah. years. So like the rain gear isn't actually being used for rain, <laughs> Yo, I mean, and I mean, let's be real, like, you wouldn't know who Tom Knox skates for clothing wise. I mean, I don't know if New Balance even does any apparel. Like, if we're doing straight gear for gear comparison, like, I'm sorry, Mason, you got nothing. Your whole look is out of the box, out of the box that your sponsors sold, like, sent you. <laughs> like, Spitfire tees and Huff tees are great. I have some, but like, yeah, you, you can't hold a hold a candle to Knox. Kind of on the day one Tom Knox tip, maybe thinking of other contemporaries who have been in the Sodi race as of late. One of the things I appreciate about Tom Knox is that he doesn't try to like outsmart the spot so much in that you could do so much more at some of the places that he's skating, but he kind of like has restraint, I guess. And maybe that is like a direct <laughs> direct comparison to Mark Sushu and maybe some of his recent output. But like you were saying, Jason, <clears throat> that 360 flip up onto the top of the bank and then fakey 360 flip in is just like perfect balance of difficulty and simplicity and yeah, all that. I, again, it, it it's relatable in a way of like, fuck, I wish I could do that. I mean, he's doing basic tricks throughout his part. 50-50, all the way up to 50-50, but then a backside 180 through a corner, he ground, ground through it. Backside 180 the hard way out of a 50-50 to switch backside 50 and pop out. It's like super hard stuff, but it's not it's not outsmarting the spot. And that's what I really appreciate about what he does. Yeah, like uh, the way he uses the street gaps is really cool. He's like, well, it was built like in the Middle Ages, so it has tiny ass streets. So I'll like use this. I'll do like a heel flip, switch heel flip to manual over this to switch ollie over that. You know what I mean? That's some cool shit, too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring up Mark Suchu because last year a lot of folks were thinking that he was going to get it. Like, he was going to be the dude who got Skater of the Year. But it didn't really happen. And do you think it was because of that? Do you think that he overdid it just a bit? Like, I personally think that his um, the part where he skated to air, uh, was it uh, Playground Love? Yeah, like, basically his 10-minute long joint. The three-song joint, that could have been cut in half. That could have been cut in half because there was a little, there was something about, it just felt like it was like, homie, you're overdoing it. And it was a great part. But like, why is it that I feel, you know, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because like, why is it that I want him to edit down his part? But Mason has dropped something like what? Four, eight, 10 minute long parts in one year. And I'm just like more, more, more. Tom Knox comes through with a 10 minute joint. I'm just like music, whatever, but this is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the, uh, the powers that be here looking for but yeah that sushu part um he, the whole thing with like the mirror imaging of like the second part mm-hmm. maybe the eyes of the powers that be that was like trying too hard or whatever because like it's never cool to try for whatever reason like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> don't what did, try what did, carol say? what did carol say in virtual only thing i care oh, about yeah the only thing i care about is not caring yes that is the uh the, the axiom uh by which i live my life but, <laughs> Nineteen ninety four, Sodi had 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 it all figured out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's like it's like weird. Like it's like you have to push the limits and be fucking gnar, but like you can't really care about it. You know, but who knows the uh, thought process going on behind it? But like, yeah, he, like plus also like uh, that like ollie over the can to lip slide. That shit is fucking timeless. That could have been anyone. It could have yeah. been like Nottis. It could have been Mike Carroll. That is one of those timeless tricks. Uh, you know what I mean? It could have been Matt Hensley. It's uh, one of those type of deals. That, yeah, that shit was... Uh, it's 
it's already like an iconic trick in my mind. You know best, I mean? Is but, it the best trick of 2020? I mean, it's something like you're right. It, it ties back to skateboarding's canon. It's something that's creative and really makes you go, I would never think to do that. I could definitely not do that. That's way too difficult. But he, he pulls it off. It's beautiful. And like, yeah, yeah, it's not even that difficult, but it's just the way he like tweaks, like tweaks out the ollie and stuff, like totally surf style. You know what I mean? Before he does lip slide, it's yeah, it's it's timeless. That's what's get, you know what I mean? Well, and I it's think it. that there's like so so much of that timelessness with Knox's skating in the, and it ties into the fact that it's like ultra street. Your shitty spot could be his shitty spot, whereas like. I do, and I don't. I don't think there's any question that Mason Silva is going to win Skater of the Year. Skater, there isn't a lot of relatability to his skating, and there isn't kind of like I do wonder how some of these latter day Skaters of the Year, maybe maybe take out your Anthony Van Anglins and and probably your Ishads and you know the dudes that are like lock in Hall of Famers, but like. Mason's skating is incredible, but like the tricks are kind of where do these fit into the grander scheme of skateboarding? Like, what are the influences here? What is what is it beyond just like being super gnarly? Jeremy Ray you know? 2.0. Yeah. It's like a Jeremy Ray 2.0. That's ooh, it's he's picking up where Jeremy Ray left off in like secondhand smoke, Plan B Revolution. Yeah, kind of like. Like a Pat Duffy mixed with like a Jeremy Ray mixed with like a uh, Brandon Westgate type of power guy. You know yeah, what I mean some 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 shit like that all mixed up. Yeah, Jeremy Ray. I think he he like he is a successor. He's picking up the baton. There hasn't been. There's a lot of cats who skate big stuff, right? Skate super fast, have a nice 360, have great heel flips. But Jeremy Ray was the one who made all of that look really, really, really good. And there's got to be at least one person in skating who can do that and make it look good. And um, also, Jeremy uh, also skated to yeah. great songs. And I will oh, add, yeah. however, real quick, Jeremy Ray, about as tall as I am, and I am not tall, and I have on good reference, good sourcing that Mason Silva is not tall either. Continue, Jason. Yeah, there, there's not a good... Uh, the list of immortal like uh six foot and above skaters is uh pretty short ron whaley yeah ron whaley yeah wait ron whaley's seven foot tall six foot seven you're Damn. kidding me i i met him in minnesota at an event and because i'm so short and was probably drunk at the time i just straight up got the facts and yes wow. six, seven. so it's like but, ron oh, whaley yeah. and dante hill who were like super super tall uh, Ron Whaley is taller than Dante Hill. Oh, <laughs> again, <laughs> dang. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe not the same exact situation, but uh, I have I, I uh, an event in Minnesota. I mean, Ron Whaley's a full foot taller than I am, if not half an inch too. Dang. But anyway, back to uh, Jeremy Ray. No one has been able to duplicate his uh, kickflip technique, where his toe is like all the way on the other edge of the board in heel flip position in like what would be heel flip position for like pretty much anyone. A lot of people. So, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So that, that technique was crazy. The, the Duke's shoes paradox. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. 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 The Duke's shoes paradox. Yeah. How, yeah. How does he do that? How does he like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That basically. shit was crazy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to Jeremy Ray, someone who like, I don't know, should be in the hall of fame as Katie. Absolutely. Kinda never really got Kind of never got his flowers. He's he's he he's like the Chris Webber of skating. Yeah, perpetually underappreciated. Be. I feel yeah. you on that. No, like that yeah. dude should have like a. I think we've rapped about this before. Jeremy Ray should have. Uh, he should be still getting. He he should have a, his name on a board on a company that's not his own. He should be on a big shoe brand with a shoe. He's still skating. He's still good. You know, he's doing the whole family thing. I understand it. He's a great artist. He has always had great graphics. Like it's like him and like Ronnie Krieger. Like <laughs> I love skateboarding. I hate skateboarding for the fact that great skaters, great characters like this are not front and center and are not celebrated every day. Every day, you know? I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 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 balancing thought that I have is that it's always, you know, 
skateboarding is about progression. Skateboarding is about the new. I know there was a there was discussion on the skate Twitter today about losing the independent trucks cross and how you know like whatever backlash there is, suck it up. The shit's always changing, man. Skateboarding isn't is is anything but idle. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There, I, I that that's my devil's advocacy, I guess. Yeah. Um, may I bring up uh, at least one skater of the year? Like he's gonna be an also ran. Yeah. But I also think he did maybe the hardest trick of the year. Miles Silvis. He did the switch heel backside tail slide back to switch on that handrail that like goes into an amphitheater thing. Um. That's probably the best trick that's going to be done all year, and I don't think it's not going to get as much shine as it should because I don't think Miles Silvis is as popular as he could be. But um, I will—I'm just giving props to him right now. No, Miles is Miles oh, is yeah, dope. He had a—he had a hell of a year, dude. He just came up with that one part. Sick. Yeah, he's like it's all Sacramento, right? Mm-hmm. He'll get his flowers. He'll get his flowers. He's he's not going anywhere. He had that um, that uh, one long line part that Colin Kennedy filmed in Koreatown here in L.A. Like that was amazing. I can't believe that he pulled that off. I mean, it takes a lot of dedication to be able to do the same tricks in the same line. I mean, even if it was in the middle of the night, apparently it was in the middle. Of, it was during a heat wave, so it was OD hot. And also his uh, his Adidas pants game is fresh. I think we sh- we should at least. We should give a shout out to Shanahan. I mean, oh, yeah. especially because he he had that part with uh, the music is done by it's a leftover beat by Eli Morgan Gessner, Archilarge from from New York. Yeah, days. yeah. Like that's dope. Like I, I, if that had come out, if that had come out this summer, I think we might be having a different conversation. Because also his fit game, his pants game. Well, he's a uh, he's a garmento himself. Apparently, he uh, sews his own pants. To a certain extent, shout out to or all so I've heard. skater tailors out there like him. Who else? Sea Blues, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilbert. We talked about the um, patch thing, patches thing before. That yeah, thing. like it's amazing. But, like it's but, like uh, it's only Polar that's doing big pants. Like you figure, like somebody has the templates for all you know the cut and sew templates for all the jeans that we grew up loving, like the menace jeans, the blind jeans, whatever. Like y'all could just. Yeah, yeah companies out there y'all could just go and remake these pants we would probably buy pairs we don't need to be you know sewing our own clothes to get the fits right we could get this off the rack like some like this is money on the table yeah i do yeah i mean they they came out with the like with some new blind jeans a couple years ago but they weren't the same you know what i mean they were more like regular i mean they're, they're probably somewhere in the dwindle uh in some file cabinet in the dwindle offices or something or something you know but yeah. uh yeah, Shanahan kind of leveled up with that part. Like his trick selection got a little better. Not really doing like the uh, all that like fakey stuff at manual stuff. That one line at the plaza in Chicago was fucking intense. So yeah, he did his thing, man. Yeah, shout out to you, shout Shanahan. Out shout out to you for holding it down. And speaking of best pants, uh, according to the homeboy Lucas Weisenthal from Skate Twitter, Cater Silla has the best pants in the game. And there's some big news this week. Cater Silla is off Vans and on the swoosh. Yes, he's on Nike SB. Clearly, this young man was raised right because he dropped a little parting gift in the form of a video. It's called Thank You Vans. And this isn't the first time that Cater has hopped sponsors, having previously left America for Vans and Indy for Venture. Um, actually, before Mike, before I pass it to you, I just want to make a quick point about Cater's name. It feels really, really weird saying Cater Silla. When it's very clearly an Arabic name, it should be Khader Silla or Khader Silla. Um, but, you know, I, I understand the plight of having African names and having to anglicize them. Um, it is what it is. But, Mike, should skaters do like Cater and do a footage drop before they change sponsors? Should they do a little thank you? I think it's the classy thing to do. And with that, I say absolutely. Uh, this was a little, like, what, Wednesday morning gift? Mm-hmm. For me, because it went up like Tuesday night. Interesting to see like Bill Strobeck taking up just the edit on it, and there's like a little uh, Strobeck apostle who can shoot all the footage, and then he just edits it, and it looks like he did the whole thing. 
I guess I'm doing all the, all the all the attributes of the video without actually getting into the meat of it. I only just before we we got on here found the Tribe Called Quest backed version because I watched it on IG mm-hmm. and it had a different song that I didn't really care for. So getting into it, Tribe Called Quest cater video. Um, yeah, it was good. I am a little like. Is he just a gnarler? Like, where is this kid going with his skating? Because really said maybe a year ago before Baker 4 came out, I'm like low-key skater of the year candidate. Um, and it was maybe a little less interesting than I wanted it to be. Like, gnarly rails. He did that crooked grind on the flat rail. Like, well, like, rail off stairs, hop out of the crooked grind, and then over more stairs. And that was super good. And there's some great stuff in there. But uh, it's just an interesting round of development for a young skater. And I, what is he, like 19 now? Nah, he's younger than that. He's 17. Good grief, he's been young for a long time. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he, he's on the, um, it's not quite homeschool. Excuse me, it's a, in LAUSD, which is the school district down here. It's, he's on the independent study program. Because he used to post those videos from school. Uh, I just want to say, yo, salam alaikum to the homeboy, uh, mashallah, that you 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 got onto the onto the swish cater Khader, the homie. Um, I think that he, I completely back his sponsor hopping because, like, real talk, uh, you know, like Phelps has that famous quote, like, skating doesn't owe you shit. It's just like, okay, well, then you got to take what you can because, yo, he could blow out both knees next year, and at least he could say he had a good run. He is coming into his own personality. He's coming through with a tribe song whose title I cannot say. It's actually one of my favorite joints. Uh, definitely used to bump Midnight Marauders all the time driving around. Like Cater is like he's becoming his own person, and he's in this space now where he's kind of like where Lavar was just after Twenty Shot Sequence, right? Um, you know, he's. I think that like his next part is going to be like Lavar and Trilogy, right? Where he's grown up a bit, right? Got a little bit of a growth spurt, and his style is really, really going to be that much more powerful because this kid is—he's way, way too, too good. And I think it's—I think it's worth discussing because you know, real talk, he might not be on Baker forever, man. I, I get the, like he's—he's—he's yeah. he's, he's filming with Strobeck. He's—he's he's kicking it with all of them. Like, I don't know, Jason. Like, do you think like? Do you think that it makes sense for him to kind of keep moving and finding the right sponsors, or do you think that he needs to be a bit more dedicated? Because, like, look at Chris. Well, Parker. yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, first of all, um, you mentioned the opacity of the skate industry before. Like, it's it's not like the NBA where, like, when someone gets traded or you know gets a new deal, you get like the specific terms of the deal, like like forty one million dollars over seven years with a bonus for this. And like X amount of years are guaranteed. Like, there's none of that. There's no reportage on uh, transactions or, uh, you know what I mean, leaving one team, going to another. But uh, wait, what did you ask me before? Oh, like, <laughs> like, do you think that he's gonna? Do you think that he's gonna eventually jump ship? He's gonna dip from Baker. Like, and would that be? Because yeah. I know, like, there's like, there's like, because um, Andrew Reynolds does take a pretty strong guiding hand with certain riders and especially for younger cats and i think he's definitely learned over the years um but like cater is like clearly doing his own thing like and he's like dog this is like a 17 year old young black man first generation i was where he was once you know you're trying to navigate this new culture this new country right and i'm just like i'm just proud i'm just like i'm hyped that he is where he is i wish there was a cat like him when I was growing up, like it was like dope having Lavar and Stevie and such, but it's another one because I think his family's from Mali. Because I remember reading that in one interview that uh, he speaks French with his grandmother. And anyway, like I love it, but I also understand that you know with Baker, like Reynolds, like he's the boss and like he's he's on some Godfather. He's trying to prepare this young man for a decent career, but he might want to do other things. Like I mean, good idea, bad idea. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the, the thing with skating is you go where your friends are. And if mm-hmm. he's hanging with Strobeck and that whole camp, you know what I mean? I think odds are that sooner or later he'll either go to F.A. or hockey. or My my theory is that at some point, um, 
Tyshawn, KB, Knack, maybe stay. Like, that'll, that whole, like, subgroup is going to start their own shit. Like, maybe, like, a Hardy's board brand or something. That's that's my theory. Within the next couple of years, um, you know, I think that's going to happen. So, if, if he's, like, with those dudes, you know what I mean? Kind of like when Henry Sanchez get, got on blind, you know, he started skating with Gons and everything. Not yeah. really that much, but you know what I mean? Like, you kind of go where your friends are. And uh, But it was definitely a stand-up move, like, filming a thank you part. It's usually, like, uh, at best, like, ghosting. Or, like, at worst, like, a... Uh, well, Rod- Rodrigo TX is usually pretty chill, but remember on Instagram when he, like, he threw the DGK board in the trash? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> That that was pretty amazing. Who's he? Who's he even ride for now? Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, that's that's my theory. If he's with those dudes, he's probably gonna you know do some shit with them or FA or hockey. But like FA FA is like they're fucking huge now. They're like the new H Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many are on FA slash hockey, including including flow people. Mm-hmm. They're but like the new H Street. It's like they're they're new H Street, and hockey is the new life or whatever. It's like a huge ass team. Wow. So like so then uh so then Mike, what about this point then? Like he was on America, he was on young in that young Americans video, then he's on Vans, now he's on Nike. Like like here's the thing though. Like all right, I'll actually you know what? I'm just gonna say it, real talk. Like what is it about like a Vans or an America that they can't keep the young black youth? What is happening here? Well, I mean, like with Mr. Silla in particular, he's just too big for either of those brands basically (laughs) and i would say that like vans in particular you know it kind of seems like a dead-end street for a lot of kids young black youth or not just because like they've got their dudes Mm -hmm. you know how are you gonna crack and i don't even know if i fully agree with their lineup of pros that they choose to promote between um van anglin you got gilbert you got Oh God! What's home? Uh, Kyle Walker? You know, you you've got these guys, and who's gonna fall out of that rotation? Who's who's gonna like make the opening? Where is that opening gonna be? So I I I think like Vans can be kind of a dead end sponsor, whereas Nike, and I think this this does play into at least like you know the young skater mentality. Like you get on Nike SB, at least you're skating the hot shit. You know, like I mean there was in. There was instant juice in those like two and a half clips at the end of that thank you Vans video part, where all of a sudden caters in like these fresh ass shoes doing gnarly skateboarding tricks, and I'm like, yeah, he looks he looks good in those, he looks good in those. Yeah, he's, and he's got the he's pants. In the, he's like, he's in the dunks that you have to enter a raffle to get that I never get. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It, okay, man. I, I hate, well, no, I don't hate to be the one to say it. I'm going to say it because I'm going to say it, but, like, there's something, there is just something a little bit odd about that, right? I mean, like, so, yeah, Vans does have uh, Chima Ferguson, who is amazing, Thunder from Down Under. He is so good. I really wish that people, I, that's a man, who get that man his flowers, right? He also has a yeah, joke. Man, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's underrated, pretty underrated, if anything. Which is wild because you know, it's like, I mean, he is... He's amazing, and he's also on Real. Shout out to Real for having like the wild, deep, like deep squad. But like, there's like, there's just like something weird. Like, I mean, like again, like looking at America and like looking at the lineup, I'm just like, how y'all lose Cater, man? Like, that's like, like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it. Like, you use, you like, you lose young black teenager who's fresh. He's on dope companies. Like, you're losing an in. You know, I got little cousins and such. Like. They want to look up to a cater. You don't want those kids rocking Americas or Vans? Oh, like, my God. I mean, like, like, you're going to let the swoosh take that? You're going to let the swoosh yeah, come, I mean, come through and get the young black youth? Dang, son. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about this before. Maybe, like, the whole overall Vans branding is too, like, hesh, like, surf, you know what I mean, oriented for, like, the headspace that caters in now or something. Mm-hmm. But there's, what I mean. there's young black kids who like there's all sorts of people rock vans, especially in California. It's for, oh, like the oh. guaranteed chiller is like vans or cons. But like so oh, yeah. who's cater? Vans are, yeah, vans are the most popular shoe. Like when I, I when I taught in an actual physical school, like they were across the board most popular shoe with 
everybody like like girls like like stuck up rich girls you know what i mean kids <laughs> whatever like um yeah no one really wears like like nike basketball shoes anymore except for jordans of course mm-hmm. to a certain extent i but yeah i would i would say within skateboarding though like and maybe going back to the people that are running these companies or at least the skateboard programs within them i would guess that you know at any of these operations it's like 40 something year old mostly white skaters are running these programs and i don't know why that was relevant anymore you know maybe it's just the people that you know these younger skaters are dealing with but i think in in the microcosm of skateboarding the dunk is the cool shit and yeah maybe it's just that simple <laughs> like what it, what is the hype van shoe i mean like but Vans was never about the hype shoe. When Vans tried to go puffy shoe, like the it, things got a bit wayward, and it, they didn't. Oh look god, good. yeah. Oh yeah, like like the fucking uh, like the Caballero Five or whatever. Yeah, just like dog, just like that stick to the way, half cabs. That was way out of pack. It was way out of pocket. Yeah, just well, like, like, I mean, I get their classics is what bought them back from the brink, and they've done a good job sticking with them. But like, y'all got to diversify your team lineup, man. Same thing, like America, like Soltech. How? How? Like, like I said, like I've said this a million times, man. Y'all are leaving money on the table. I don't know if they have yeah. money to like buy the money off the table <laughs> over there. Put on the table. They're like, it's like the money's there. Just leave it, man. We need that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we need that money. If we put it on the table, like we won't have any money. <laughs> yeah, it, it's but, uh, yeah. unfortunately. To be clear, yeah, I mean Vans. Like I see some people, the Gilbert, like the Gilbert high tops. Those I see people running those, um, but it's mostly like yeah, like skate highs, like old schools. Like don't really see that many people running the um, like the Aves with the Rapid Weld technology. I've seen them a um, bit out here. I've seen them a bit out uh, west oh, yeah. coast. Oh right, right, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. It's mostly like the you know, I mean the classic, uh, you know, what I mean old school, old school high, half guy. I mean, is this kind of like in, uh, you know, is this kind of like on some Wu-Tang, like that great Jizza line? First of all, who's your A&R, a mountain climber who plays an electric yeah, guitar? Yeah, maybe, maybe, so yeah, maybe it's a bunch of like, you know, you never know. Like you said, there's, it's totally opaque. And, you know, the people you deal with there might be lame or whatever. You never know. You know is or, or is it just like you, you have a TM who's just like, so you're, like, you're, you're, you're thinking about going to the swoosh. Well, uh. Well, like, uh, can we send you another box? Maybe some <laughs> pants, some chinos, something to, you yeah, know, sweeten the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe Nike has, like, you know what I mean? They maybe they have like a benefits package or something. Like, like I said, you never know. But um, yeah, yeah Cater, it's going to be interesting how his skating changes when he gets taller. Oh yeah, and, and he uh, gets some more power. Kind of, kind of like in the NBA when people get drafted, like they're real skinny, and then like. They get older, they like gain, you know, they like put some muscle on or whatever. They, they learn to play with like their new body. So yep. It's going to be interesting what he does if he gets taller, gains a little more power like in the next like two, three years. Yeah. He, oh, he's, he's going to get like he has to get taller. That, that, I'm tripping out that he's 17 still. Yeah. Dog, like, dog was like posting like uh, posting from school up until he decided to do independent study. Like, it's wild. Like, also, I mean, I'm also like high key jealous because uh, I was raised in one of those very strict, uh, you know, African immigrant households. Like, if I told my parents that, like, yo, I'm I'm dropping out of school and getting my GED so I can become a professional skater, oh man. <laughs> maybe maybe the Nike contract was uh, the impetus to really let those immigrant parents like let him, you know, like look at this figure. I have it in mind. <laughs> You're doing what? You're dropping out of school <laughs> to skate, <laughs> to play games. Oh my goodness, yo. <laughs> Look at this mom, though. Mom, though. <laughs> nah, mom, it's skateboarding. I get to fly all over the world. All over the world. I have traveled as well. I still go to work. <laughs> you know? But like, but yeah, you're right. Like he he might be like he might be he's one of those kids who's breaking down breaking down some personal barriers, some familial barriers. Like, I mean, do y'all think that he could be in the running for Sodi at some point? Like, he's made a name for himself in a cool way. Like he he hasn't done anything yet that is that makes me feel like cringe. Like, is he just gonna? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like um, Mike mentioned before, like the, the trick selection in this particular video was, you know, pretty just like, you know, by the book, uh, NAR or whatever. But you got to take into account that it's kind of like throwaway footage. You know what I mean? It's not like he's uh, setting out to make an according to Hoyle, like video part. Like, this is my video part. So, mm. you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he, he it's so, it's. Yeah. You know, he's got a long he, – he, if things go right, he could have, like, this long and awesome career. He could end up – you know, do you think he could be a successor to Ishad? Ooh. I mean, Ishad's, like, re – I think I can say he's unique in, like, the actual sense of that word in the way that he produces footage. And, you know, I, I – this is a tangent real quick, but I know that, like, whenever I talk to kids at the skate park, their favorite skater is Ishad like 13 14 15 oh, yeah. old kids mm-hmm. hands down hands down the shot is their favorite dude on a skateboard yeah he's, yeah he's he's pretty much like yeah he's pretty much like the best or in like top five just like the way he operates he just can skate everything cool you know what i mean like super consistent on flat like yeah he is unique in that way like he's uh, something like crazy. I, I definitely enjoy shit is crazy i definitely enjoy his skating so i'm not quite on the level of like the way like there's a there's, there's a little buddy named emmett maybe he's 14 now and every time we talk to him he's like he shot yep he's the best <laughs> love him you know so can 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 cater get on that level i don't know you know it, it might take a couple of years until there's another you know there's a new crop there's a new skate generation of kids who are fully backing him but i i do think that like he has he has the charisma the skate charisma let's say yep yeah the uh, the the je ne sais quoi thank you yep the x factor he does he does you know because you're right because yo ishad is for the children just like wu-tang is for the children ishad is for the children like he is amazing. He can, in my in my eyes, he can do no wrong. And y'all right, like he does have that. He does have that X factor. And Cater, you could be next. Cater could he could he could be the one who 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 carries that on. But you know, it's really difficult. I mean, can anybody produce as much foot? I mean, Mason is putting out a ton of footage, but Ishad been doing this for like what, like five six years now? Oh yeah, he'll put a, like he puts like. Uh, whole parts like in his story yeah right? you know I mean? like on a weekly basis you know what i mean well what i what i do wonder about and it is you know all due respect to mason the je ne sais quoi of your ishad and like it it it, it seems like a no-brainer that it, it that it's silva this year because of just kind of the crush of footage and the crush of gnarliness but yeah i feel like when you have skaters like Cater, who, granted, we're talking, you know, I'm glad Patrick was kind of like, yeah, or no, Jason, you were kind of like, yeah, standard tricks, still dope. And it's, it's that little X factor that I think I, I think I want more X factor out of my skaters of the year. Again, mm. yeah, all due respect like- to the guy who's going to win it. But like, if we're looking at the, the you know, you look at the 90s with the Sodi. Yep. Tony Hawk, Danny Way, Mike, excuse me, Solomon Aga, Mike Carroll, Chris Sen, Eric Costin. I don't know who 97 was, but, you know, <laughs> I did pretty good through there. Like, like these are lasting figures. And we have, uh, you know, I've hammered on uh, David Gonzalez. He was a SOTY. You know, there's, there's different levels of it. And, um, you know, I, I, I think mason silva is going to be on the better side of it but like you look at you know we're talking about a 17 year old kid this evening too and you do hope that like he has some transcendent year where it's like fuck yeah this is the dude in skateboarding right now would also love it if there was like a not gonna say dudette because that would be whack but like dudes and dudettes (laughs) dudes and dudettes you know a, a woman who transcends everything in skateboarding also needs to be called the the skater of the year. Yeah, that's a whole different topic, but absolutely. But yeah. maybe maybe you know this is what the fortieth anniversary of Thrasher. This is what thirtieth uh, anniversary of Skater of the Year. Maybe 
you know, Mason wins it. Maybe that closes a chapter on Sodi, you know, where the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long Thrasher exists for, that you could do something totally different, you know, where it can be a woman or a non-binary person, where, you know, like maybe you could give Sodi to somebody. I mean, this is going to sound wild, but what if you give Sodi to somebody who doesn't even put out footage, but just like influences the culture in a dope way? Well, and, yeah, that's, and, that's and, like, um, that's like with, Tom Knox would be your whatever, you know, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> or, or like giving it to something like, you know, the local hometown hero, the first person who ever did a, a back tail on some ledge, like something like that. But just like something that, yeah. you know, that is bigger than the person who put out this footage at this time and this magazine on this trip at this yeah, spot. It, it's like, it's, well, Sody is like, it's not like coolest skater of the year. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that would be Kevin, that would be KB, but um, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like they have their like like they have their own rubric like what it's like what you did for the mag, how much footage you did, how gnarly was it, and the, and they emphasize like the gnar over like the cultural um, importance. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why you get like well Kyle Walker did this insane like uh, seventeen kink rail, so he got it that year. Jamie Foy did this and that. He got it this year, so that's just uh that's their brand, you know, like. Thrasher, so true. We're true. In <laughs> insane terrain, and we're all stoked on insane terrain, which I think brings us to the point of our conversation where we talk about what we're stoked on. Bomb, Mike. What are you stoked on this week? I gotta say, I'm stoked on that like first try transition to stoked on that so you just handled, Patrick. Um, <laughs> more on what I'm actually stoked on is that last night, as of this recording, was the NBA draft. Yes. Um, the first NBA draft in November of my memory, and a lot of stuff happened. My Minnesota Timberwolves had the first pick. Frankly, I don't really care about that because... you're So, so you're not stoked on the pick? You think they should have taken uh, LaMelo Ball? Is that I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm wholly agnostic on the, the, the draft picks. What I'm actually stoked on is the fact that last night... In a shuffling of draft picks and uh, James Johnson's Timberwolves contract, the Minnesota Timberwolves have brought back Ricky Rubio, the Spanish point guard that they drafted in 2009, taking him over Steph Curry along with Johnny <laughs> Flynn. They had, they, had, they had consecutive picks in the 2009 draft, and they never chose Steph Curry. But they did take... Ricky Rubio and I, I like being a Minnesota Timberwolves fan is a weird position of just like you take what you can get. Uh, Ricky Rubio is honestly like probably not probably not honestly he is legitimately like the second most beloved Timberwolf behind Kevin Garnett. What about uh, what about J.R. Ryder? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna acknowledge that. It's, it, you know, it's, it's like a clear one and two. Shout, one shout two. out J.R. Ryder wherever you are, bro. Hootie who? East Bay Funk Dunk, no doubt. Uh, but I'm 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 stoked to have Ricky Rubio coming back to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The NBA season starts in less than a month. That is that, is that is so weird. Like or like exactly what? a month. Yeah, Dude, but what is time? Exactly. What is even time anymore? Like you know. Damn. You well, we should open more podcasts with what is time? What, what is, is time? time? Who what am is I? Even, what, is, <laughs> what is even time anymore? This is uh welcome to um, existentially skateboarding. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say hello, Patrick. <laughs> and you think about it for a while. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing the work of Michel Foucault. But first. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm I'm stoked on a little bit of nostalgia for the Timberwolves because they're not set up to win any NBA championships soon, but pure moves of pure fun are great. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Um stoked on venture trucks out of uh San Francisco, California. They make great stocking stuffers. They fit nicely into a stocking over your Star place. They even have the mugs. They have like the always on the grind mugs and all all types of uh, accessories. So, yeah, venture trucks for your uh, family and friends this holiday season. Also stoked on um, the new season of Jersey Shore, which started tonight. 
I didn't watch it because I was watching the uh, Young Jeezy Gucci Man versus, which was uh, incredibly intense. We could do a whole episode about it. Um, but anyway, yeah, stoked on new season of Jersey Shore. Big Jersey Shore fan, so fucking stoked on that. Also stoked on the uh, Rad Rats Five video out of Milan that um, was posted on Quarter Snaps this week. I uh, I always wonder what it would be like to be a young kid growing up in a city with like the best skate plaza in the world, like right there, and you grow up there, and that's kind of what that video is like. Kind of captures that vibe. So stoked on that for sure because I'm. As you might, as you probably know, just in this podcast, I'm a, I'm a skate positive, I'm a positive type of guy. So, uh, anyway, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? I'm stoked on a lot. First of all, Spitfire Wheels, also out of San Francisco, the, California. Yeah, the, the form, the Formula Fours will never do you wrong. Nope. They won't flat spot. Also, an ideal stuff. stocking stuffer because it's almost the holidays. <laughs> ideal for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. You know. Diwali, wasn't Diwali in the start? Oh, oh, yeah, and yeah, Diwali, yeah, shout out, shout out, gang, and yo, and yo, even Festivus, <laughs> Festivus, <laughs> Festivus, you know, um, I'm, yo, I'm stoked on that new Naquan Rawlings video, it's called Bus, it's on Thrasher, it's also on YouTube right now, yo, he, he's Strobeck better than Strobeck, he, he I, I like Naquan Rawlings' New York better than Bill Strobeck's New York, real talk, uh, John Cale, uh, the album uh, Paris 1919, but especially the song Child's Christmas in Wales. That Gucci Mane versus Jeezy versus. I'm gonna watch that after dinner. I'm so pumped. Um, and um, Anthony Papalardo did an interview with Lucas Puig over over for Parade. And yeah, I did write it, but I'm stoked that Lee Smith not only uh, fact checked my article on Menace for Jenkum, but he also <laughs> provided a bunch of never before seen photos. So like Lee Smith, yeah. you're the man. Mission statement is an ill podcast. You also check out his podcast. Like he he's doing it. Like that that somebody should interview him because that man has got stories for days. Yeah, I was I was definitely stoked on that article uh, as well. Menace, um, best skateboard company of all time, and it's not even close. Yeah, hopefully hopefully they uh. The guy from Brooklyn Projects, and I guess who's involved? Eric Pupecki. I think he's. Yeah, yeah, I think like all the original. Oh, yeah, and then also, yo, shout out to Fabian Alomar. Fabes is home. Yo, skate companies out there. Like, I just saw on, um, I saw a couple of days ago on um, Javier Nunez's uh, page, like on his Instagram, like he had uh, Fabian over at Supreme. They hooked him up, like, yo, if you're an ill skate company, you better, like, hook up Fabes, man. Send that man a box. Hey, Polo, send that man a box. Adidas, send that man a box. Like, hook that yeah. dude up, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, those dudes will come out with some products soon. Because yeah, the I'm, I think I met. Yeah, I definitely went to Brooklyn Projects when I was out in LA in like '98 or whatever. That dude was cool as fuck. So yeah, yeah. That that seems like a legit. You know what I mean? According to Hoyle Menace, yeah, reissue, reboot, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I too am stoked on that. Yeah, something tasteful, something good, a capsule collection that will yeah, yeah. just oh, the yeah. right amount, just like a nice pinch of nostalgia and a reminder that they did it best. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Fabian Alomar. And that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check MostlySkateboarding.net for links to things we talked about today and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with all of us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you on the internet? On the internet, I am at... On both Twitter and Instagram, actually. Same handle, at M. Munzenrider. And uh, I just got to give a shout-out to you guys for doing uh, extra podcast media hits. Patrick with Jankum and Jason with the Pants feature on Quarter Snacks recently. Oh, we didn't even... We didn't even discuss them on this show. That's how, <laughs> that's how much we're doing things. Yep. You know how we do... Uh, Jason, where can people find you on the internet? On the Instagram at Frozen and Carbonite, and on the Twitter at Carbonite1994, and uh, writing stuff for uh, Quartersnacks.com. Uh, in addition to the pants article, uh, I just did a little write up for the um, a little edit from Orchard Skate Shop out of Boston uh, called Egg, which is like all all like the up and coming eggs uh, ledge ninjas. So you can check that shit out. And um, Patrick, where can the people find you on the airwebs? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks. 
and on Instagram at P Kigongo. Uh, please drop a link to that Orchard article in the show notes, please, Jason. Definitely want to read that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I just also want to shout out um, folks who have been sending messages about the pod. Uh, it's really, really heartwarming and super, super nice to know that folks are listening, especially apparently we got some some big timers in the industry who are listening. <laughs> and I also want to shout out uh, Peter McKeon, who messaged me. Uh, he filmed Rudy Johnson and the late, great Gabriel Rodriguez's Sponsor Me tapes. Shout out to you, Peter. You set off the careers for a couple legends. Um, and yo, um, stay safe. The pandemic is real. Wear your mask. You know, yes. be safe out there. Don't be stupid, man. I'm not. I'm not trying to have like a you know like a, a whole dresser drawer filled with R.I.P. T-shirts. And uh, yo, we'll see y'all next week. Later. The hell weighs up, raising hell with the flavor. Terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan. Swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider Man. So all tick tock and keep ticking. Well, I get you flipping off the shit that I'm kicking. The Lone Ranger, cold wet, danger. Deep in the dark with the art to rip the charts apart. The vandal, too hot to handle your battle. You're saying goodbye like to be careful. What next? Inspector Dex on the set. The rebel, I make more noise than heavy metal. The way I make the crowd go wild. Sit back, relax, won't smile. Rhymes rugged and built like Schwarzenegger And I'ma get mad deep like a threat Blow up your project, then take all your assets Cause I came to shake the frame in half with the thoughts that bomb Shit like math, so if you wanna try to flip, go flip on the next man Cause I'll grab the clip and hit you with 16 shots and more I got Going to war with the melting pot It's the method man for short, Mr. Map Move it on your left, and set it off Get it off, let it off like a gat. I wanna break food, cop me back. Small change, they putting chain in the game. I take game and blow that nigga out the frame. And like bang, my fella live forever. Niggas crossing over, but they don't know no better. But I do. True, can I get a soul? Not respect due to the one six ooh. I mean, oh, yo, check out the flow like the Hudson or PCP. When I'm dusting, niggas off because I'm hot like sauce. The smoke from the lyrical butt make me. Uh, what crap, my nut gets cool. Ow. Here comes my Shaolin style. Two B A B B Y U. To my crew with the. Fucking with the worst, I'll be sticking pins in your head like a fucking nurse. I'll attack any nigga who's slacking his mat. Come fully packed with the fat the stack. Shame on you when you step through too. The old dirty bastard, straight from the Brooklyn Zoo. And I'll be damned if I let any man come to my center. You enter the winter, straight up and down. That shit is packed, cam. You can't slam. Don't let me get fooled on the man. The old dirty bastard is dirty and sticking. They saw unique rolling with the night of the creeps. Niggas be rolling with the stash. Now that thought is just as 
bright as a 20 watt light bulb. Should've pumped it when I rocked it. Niggas so stingy, they got short arms and deep pockets. This goes on in some companies with majors that scared to death to pump these. First of all, who's your A&R? A mountain climber who plays an electric guitar. But he don't know the meaning of dope when he's looking for a suit and tie rap that's cleaner than a bar soap. And I'm the dirtiest thing in sight. Matter of fact, bring out the girls and let's have a mud fight. <laughs> 